true story. I do remember some of the guys turning up in half wetsuits. And... <laughs> I do remember walking into my first class uh, and thinking, this is ridiculous. Sav. Uh... Benny, how are you, mate? Good, how are you? Welcome back. New new podcast for the new format. We're going to see how this goes. Very excited. Tell me about it. It's going to be great. So we're going to get right into it. Yeah. Collar and sleeve. This is what we're working on this week. This is what we're working on for the next month, I think. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, see how things go. It's uh, quite a versatile position. So we, we, we might, we just sort of play it by year, but we're trying to sort of, you know, at least go through the month with it and then, you know, look, who knows, mate, this could go on all year. <laughs> it's Look, it's a great position. Tell me why you and Christian picked it. Uh, look, we, you know, we, we kind of changing positions regularly, which is common in most jiu-jitsu schools. Uh, yeah. I, I just traveled recently to America. Um, we spent a bit of time over there for the worlds and, yep. um, just something that, uh, seen, you know, over there, I was sort of watching it a lot in the world championships and, you know, I just do my own study on it and very versatile position in regards to, uh, control is probably one of the, the better open guards. You know, personally, I think it's one of the better open guards in regards to uh, what's available uh, in regards to attack and also to, you know, defensively, there's quite a few good options. So it's just, it's a, it's a crazy position. There's so much available. So how is the, how's the uptake been in the school this week? How, how, how have people caught on to this? Have they caught on to it well or? Yeah. Yeah, everyone's um, – look, initially uh, – uh, sorry, yeah, when we start a first – when we go into a new position, initially it's a little bit, um, you know, people are trying to understand the mechanics. And, I mean, look, everybody trains here quite regularly and, you know, the warm-up drills are quite consistent with, you know, the style of jiu-jitsu we're training. So the movements are understood quite well. But just putting this yeah. together – is uh, of course at first a little bit scrappy, you know. Which yeah, is, yeah. But it generally takes, I guess, the first week we start to see some real progress. Um, we're looking at a couple of different entries, so we're not actually uh, per se starting on the ground with the person in the closed guard with collar and sleeve. We, uh, one thing I like to do here is is deliver an entry. I try and keep. Yep. Uh, I try and systematically give the guys and girls an entry into the position so when they do get into the live sparring or if they're going into competition, it's something they're favouring, they are prepared. They know how to get to the collar and sleeve. So right now we're looking at two different entries. Um, the first entry being from, you know, standing across from your partner, no groups established. Yep. Um, you know, we're coming forward, controlling one of the collars, placing a hand on the mat, uh, moving our weight onto the front leg so the back leg is light. Then we're spinning the back leg under and connecting to the hip, uh, stepping on the bicep, and then we're moving across to the collar and sleeve because it's on the same side. Yep. Uh, that's the, so I guess that's the more – I don't know whether you'd call it advanced entry, but, yeah. you know, that's – as mentioned, that's when there's no connections, there's no grips. The second one I'm looking at is when your opponent reaches across, you kind of end up in that mutual mutual grip situation, one on the collar, one on the bicep, and, you know, your opponent has the same thing. Uh, then we're entering the seated guard pull. Yeah. Uh, look, ideally when you enter the seated guard pull, you know, the objective is more than likely to get your opponent down onto his knee so they're then in your closed guard. Uh, the thing we're doing here is 
uh, as the play, you know, as you, as your jiu-jitsu gets, you know, you progress along or you start getting into a more educated practitioners. Yeah. When you do do that seated guard pull and you try and pull them into your guard, they generally have quite a good base. Uh, you know, it can be a little tricky to get them down to the knees. One mistake they will make is they will step forward, uh, of yeah. course, offering the double ankle sweep up to mount. But as mentioned, when you get into the more uh, educated players, what happens is they keep their legs back, they squat down a little bit, and then it's really hard to get them into your guard. So one thing we have been doing is teaching them to place the foot, uh, well, the foot that's already on the hip, Okay, we're dropping the other foot down. We're kind of bridging into that. And the hand that's in the collar, we're pulling them off to the side, which is forcing them to fall to one knee. And then we're retracting the free leg, kicking the the leg out that they're up on, and we're pulling them into the closed guard. Um, It might seem a little little bit of work to get them to closed guard, but the objective is, is for, you know, a more educated player. You know, if you can pull them into your closed guard, fantastic. If not, we're just kind of manipulating their posture on top to create the closed guard, to get them into the closed guard, my apologies. And then, of course, from there, we're entering the collar and sleeve. Now, let me tell you, the thing is, with the collar and sleeve position, now, if it's of great benefit for me, being the bottom player, if I can have the person in my closed guard and the collar and sleeve set up. Whilst they're down... Let me just stop you there, uh, because I did want to talk to you about this. You've said very, very often in the academy, you're not a bottom player. You don't like to be on the that. That's not where you're at. That's not sort of where you live. Is that right? I prefer the top. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, so, yep. Yeah, I know. So, it's a good question. But look, by all <laughs> means, Benny, I, you know, when I started jiu-jitsu, I was uh, not favorable on the bottom. You know, I didn't like being passed and controlled and stuff like that. Um, but, I, you know, I did go through a stage where I thought, okay, I don't like to be here. So I started to play a lot on the bottom and it was terrible. It was yep. terrible. Um, you know, period, but you know, you, you get comfortable. And so look, to answer your question, I completely understand because uh, I don't have any experience of being on the top. I'm usually on the bottom underneath, you know, like Carl or Clint or yeah. uh, when, when I actually do get that experience, I'll let you know. But yeah, like right now I'm, I'm usually, you know, on the, I, I just don't know what the top's like. So good. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. Look, mate, we're, <laughs> we're working to it. You'll get there. And it's funny. <laughs> One of the things when you when you do start, just before I get back to the collar, you, I don't know. You just you have this tendency to always end up on bottom. You know, it's kind of happened with me, and I'm you know I watch it with a lot of the new belts. But you know, learning to be sort of comfortable there is the tricky thing. Um, but and this is where fundamentals are really helpful. Just understanding how to lift your hips, create a little bit of space. You know, your basic sweeping scenarios and stuff like that, and. Um, you know, getting back to a comfortable place. But, look, there's a lot of benefits from being in the uncomfortable place, although sure. it doesn't seem like it at the time. But, you know, big lean, leaning down. Maybe, maybe one day we can do a podcast on the benefits of being underneath everybody. Uh, uh, but, you know, I, I mention it because there's, there may be some white belts out there who think they're doing something wrong, and I no. think that it's really important to actually understand that, in actual fact, that's where you begin. And it gets, yeah. appar- apparently it gets better. I have no experience, but but Sam does. Yeah, so, look, you're... Uh, <laughs> If you're ending up on top, you're, um, yeah, I'm not sure what's happening. <laughs> yeah, being, being on the bottom is quite, quite common, particularly with the higher belts. They like to put you down there like a pancake and, yeah. So, but, yeah, I mean, look, I did, um, getting back to your question, I, you know, I did definitely feel uh, uncomfortable early days, um, as we've just discussed. But, like, I do prefer to play on top, but I certainly don't mind being under, underneath yeah, it. Sure. 
Um, I think, you know, getting back to the collar and sleeve situation, being underneath um, and entering the collar and sleeve is, in, as I said at the start of the podcast, in my opinion, um, and just my opinion, I feel like it's one of the safest and, and more controlling open guards you can play. Uh, for the reason you've got a foot on the hip, you've got the same side collar and sleeve controlled and the other foot stepping on the bicep. You know? So you kind of got the person really stretched out and having them on their knees, as I was talking about, is very is very uh, favourable to me being on the bottom and having them in my collar and sleeve guard. Um, so they're the two entries we're looking at right now. First one is no grips. So we're basically reaching for the collar and spinning under the collar and sleeve. And the second one is when they do establish their grips, we're going into the seated guard pull, off balancing them down to one knee, kicking the other leg out and pulling them into your closed guard and then setting up collar and sleeve. So, so they're the two entries we're looking at at the moment. Um, and again, moving back to what you were talking about, about the students understanding it and how they're doing, we're in week, uh, week three or four of collar and sleeve now. Yeah. I know that Anthony, the morning coach has been doing a lot of collar and sleeve drills. Um, you know, it's been taught at lunch and all yeah. the teachers across the school at the moment are teaching collar and sleeve. So there's nowhere you can hide from it. Uh, <laughs> but progression in the last sort of three or four weeks is really, really good. Um, yeah. what some of the students getting because look we are just dealing with collar and sleeve uh, we're dealing with entries we're dealing yeah. with escapes and we're dealing with posture but you know, you can see now the students are getting more aware of how this works and they're looking at all the opportunities for the attacks or for the defenses and it's quite good it's it's uh, seeing some of the students in the in the isolation time on that position, they're doing some really good stuff. So they're getting quite creative with it. So it's 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 moving along really well. Everybody's really got their head around it and it's quite exciting. Tell us a little bit about the isolation drills for the white belts who are just starting and don't really understand it or don't understand why we're doing it. Why are we doing the isolation drills? Okay, so for the white belts, we're more or less just introducing the seated guard pool entry for now. Yep. Uh, I don't want them to... I don't want to get too far ahead of them. Once they get comfortable with that, we will move on to the different entry with no grips, but it's a little bit yeah. more uh, technical. So with these guys, we're just basically getting them to understand. So, look, I did mention at the start of the podcast I never teach uh, just collar and sleeve, like yep. the position. I always show an entry. But yep. with the white belts, I do actually just get them to put the person in their guard and I get them to understand the collar and sleeve setup. Uh, basically stepping on the hip, using the other foot to step on the bicep. So I'm just teaching these guys that. There's there's not much more to it. Now, I'm also teaching them, because it is a white belt program, defensively, as mentioned, for the person who is caught in the collar and sleeve, it is a real danger zone for them to be on their knees. So I'm actually teaching them to stand. Now, what I'm doing when the person stands I'm then bouncing back to the person on the bottom, getting them to put a lot of pressure into the hip uh, with the foot, the foot that's on the hip, and elevate their hips. And we're looking at basic things like triangles. Um, you know, just keeping it really simple right now, building their confidence with the position, and then, you know, we'll see where we go. They've only been doing it uh, maybe two weeks as opposed to the uh, adults' classes where they've been doing it four because we're coming off another system. So, yeah. Yeah, just sort of teaching them the understanding of, you know, hand placement, sleeve control, uh, you know. One really good thing we're doing with these guys is, the, you know, once they've got the collar and sleeve and the person stands, 
Uh, I do like the, the I do like them to put a little bit of tension into the arm, and by doing that, they need to come up on their elbow and pull their elbow back like a bow, and that puts a lot of tension yeah. the collar and sleeve. But whilst the person on top is quite heavily on top of you, or, or you know, more or less over the top of you, I'm teaching them to step on the hip, yeah, push the person away, but not only push them away, but as the person moves back using that momentum to come up on the bottom, just not a lot, but basically turn to your side and roll to the point of your elbow and then retract your elbow behind your ribs and then you have an extremely strong collar and sleeve. So, you know, ABCs, fundamentals, but, um, you know, even watching these guys drilling, you know, I'm seeing some of them go a little rogue and, you know, (laughs) doing inside omoplatas and, you know, triangles and and i'm always a big fan of that i'm always happy to go over and kind of pat them on the back as long as it you know all makes sense and say hey great job you know good to see you being creative you know they might you know they might reach up on the triangle and grab the foot as opposed to the shin i'll correct them with things like that but yeah it's a very exciting position i'm I'm really looking forward to what's to come i know i know exactly about the omoplatas carl had me in one of those earlier today carl the temporary white belt this week had me in one of those uh uh, late earlier on in one of the lunch classes. So I, I thank if you're listening, Carl. Thank you for putting me in that. That was really comfortable. I actually well, have a question. I'm, uh, I'm surprised he had you in a normal platter and not a footlock. <laughs> that's rare. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's where that's where he was, he was heading there afterwards. I think I did. You, you, you've like okay, guys. It's now it's time to get rolling. I was like, oh, thank God, I missed it. But <laughs> um, I've got a question for you. People who really want to go a little bit further, what can they do at home? Like should I should I be going home and looking it up or practicing or looking up YouTube videos? What what what's where's a good place to take take this um further if you want to? Yeah, I think um, I always try and encourage the students. Um, you know, like obviously they don't bring a notepad and pen into the class, but you'll quite often hear me say, you know, guys, if there's some details there that you like or something that's kind of stuck. Like, you know, a thing I used to do, I had a little uh, notebook, you know, going through my belts. And if there was something I really liked, because I used to write everything, I thought I liked everything, and it just got, you know, got busy. So what I do, and I still refer to this book now, um, not very often, but occasionally I look back. And, I, I, you know, it's good for people to, if they're, you know, quite often in the end of class I'll have someone come and say, oh, you know the detail where you're stepping on the hip to elevate your hips? Um, you know, grabbing the shin or, you know, coming back on the elbow. Like, you know, people quite often say to me, I really, that detail's helped me a lot. And I, and I will quite often say to them, you know, maybe jot it down or just in your phone, in your notes, like just, you know, make a, 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 a note of it. And you'll find that if you write something down like that, it generally, you know, surfaces when it's when you're training. But yep. I think with those notes and the, and the key points that you like, it's always uh, – it's always a good idea to, you know, sort of look a little bit further into the position, get a little bit creative. And I always recommend, you know, coming back to, you know, the coaches, your coaches that you're training with and, and just saying, hey, look, you know, I've seen something I like, um, you know, what's your opinion on this? And, you know, we can sort of, you know, guide them on, you know, whether it's going to suit what they're doing or help them to get that into their game. And But, yeah, I, I think, you know, looking and, educating yourself more on what yeah. we're doing it can only ben- be beneficial in the class for sure absolutely 100 so i think we'll get to some questions now yeah the lovely vicky has got a, sent in a great question 
what's the biggest mistake you see people make when in collar and sleeve position? Yeah, okay. There's there's a couple of couple, but just the main thing is on the collar and sleeve. I see a lot of people set the collar and sleeve up well. Mm-hmm. And they are not when you have collar and sleeve, it's it's you, you kind of want to be underneath the person. So they set it up from afar, and then what you should do because of the grips you have, you have a foot on the hip, you have a foot a hand on the sleeve, you have the other hand on the collar, and you're stepping on the bicep. Now when I get into this position, particularly with a taller person, and I find my limbs aren't connecting overly strong, I actually put a lot of weight into the collar, I step on the hip, and I actually elevate my hips off the ground and I pull myself underneath so I'm more yep. connected. Yep. Um, another thing that can happen that I'm finding, you know, being a smaller guy, um, sometimes if I'm drilling this with the bigger students, uh, you know, Dave, Carl, you know, many. Uh, clean, you know, these guys that are, you know, sort of giants. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty tall guys. And I, I do have a lot of trouble connecting my foot to the bicep. Yep. And um, one thing I'm teaching them, you know, immediately is when they get that foot on the bicep for the person who's being attacked, you know, they kind of got you in this spider guard control. I always teach them to use the hand to grab the person's gi pants because. While those, while that leg is just there and their hands floating, you only need to shoot the leg over the arm that's on the bicep, and you're straight into triangles and so forth. But if you yeah. reach down and control the gi pants, um, it eliminates the triangles and you know all these different submission attacks. But one thing that I am teaching, just to answer that question, is if you can't reach the bicep, I like to take the foot off the bicep and drop it down to the person's knee on the same side, and I step on their knee, and it forces them to, um, you know, almost go into like a split-type position without actually, you know, splitting on the ground. And what that does is they need to use the hand that you had the foot on the bicep, they need to use that hand to post on the mats to counterbalance. And then from there, you're stretching them right out. You can actually go to near-side attacks on the platters and so forth. Um, But... The point is, is if you're having trouble connecting, you know, readjust your game, like change what you're doing, step on the knee, you know, play around with their posture. It's going to stretch them out and it's going to offer you different types of attacks. Awesome. I've got another question here because you answered a few. So you, Stuart uh, Cruz asked what happens if the person's arms are so long, Sav can't reach their hips. You've answered that one. Thanks, Stuart. And um, I've got Mel. Melly asks, um, best transitional move for a long-limbed person? I think, uh, mate, just shooting that triangle. Shooting. <laughs> From the person on bottom? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like if you've got those nice long limbs, like you can just shoot up into that triangle is probably a really good one. Um, you can drop your leg from the bicep to underneath the opposite foot to the collar and sleeve control, kick the leg out you know, off balance and sweep and come up to knee cuts, you know, back to sort of headquarters. You can switch back onto the other side to the weave pass. And there's there's a lot. Long limb person, yeah, it's you're in heaven with this position. I think we'll leave that with the questions for today. Uh, what are we, what's coming up next week for us? What are we doing? What are we going to be seeing in class this week? What's the next add-on? Um, so, look, as, as spoken about, we're doing a lot of entries at the moment, um, yeah. you know, teaching them how to get in in two different ways. Uh, 
So as of next week, we are going to be concentrating on the person who's caught in Colin's sleeve getting to their feet um, to, you know, avoid being down on the knees where they're really susceptible of being submitted in a lot of different ways. And we're going to start looking at the defense from the top. So whilst you're caught in collar and sleeve and you're all stretched out, the main thing is, is to have posture. Now, it's very hard to get posture once they've stretched you out and they're pulling down on your collar and controlling your sleeve. So um, if you try and lift your head up, they are hanging heavy on the collar, so there's no way you can actually get the posture. So one thing that I'm going to be showing is using your legs to step in a little closer, yep. sitting your bum down, and that'll actually get your back straight again. Now, yep. from there, I'm going to be teaching uh, – for them to put all the weight on one foot on the collar and sleeve side, lifting the other leg, turning it inwards and stepping on the uh, bicep control leg and that'll eventually put you into a pass. Might sound a little tricky when I'm talking about it and you're not actually seeing it, but we'll be looking at, you know, the collar and sleeve, um, more or less escapes or defences to, to get you out of that really tough position. 100%. And we're we'll, we'll going to be putting up a video early next week for that as well. Yeah, definitely. Just to get people started. Mm. So I think that's it. But I do have for that this episode, but I do have one more question for you, Sav. I yes. was actually thinking about this the other day. Every now and again, most people who have been to the academy a lot a long time now will see you out the front vacuuming and uh, with the with a vacuum cleaner or inside with a vacuum cleaner. Have you ever considered a robot vacuum cleaner? <laughs> it's in the process, mate. We should have it. <laughs> It's uh, where we're, you know, I've, I'm actually, I'm in the academy now. I was in this morning at about eight o'clock. It's just gone on 10 now. I've had a private, but I come in early this morning to clean, like just while no one's in here, it's really get in and give it a good clean. And yeah. you know, see, we're here daily cleaning. I mean, you walk into the place as it was when we opened the doors. It doesn't look any different. We, it's it really, really doesn't. Um, but yeah, we, we are running over the mats with a vacuum now. The mops we use, like, they're great, you know, and yeah. we all the, you know, chemical-free sprays each night. But, you know, with the mops, they do drag, you know, little tiny hairs around. So I like to get in the morning and, you know, I put the, the vacuum on a light suck and just go around and pick up absolutely everything. It's You could eat your dinner off there. It looks great. <laughs> <laughs> I love coming into the academy. It's always the best feeling walking in. Yeah, I think we'll leave it there, Sav. Always I, good. We'll we'll look for the video next week. Yes, let's wrap it up. Okay, too easy. Thanks, Benny. Good to be back, and uh, let's chat more soon. One, two, three.